if I eat, if I eat a big fruit, not a small fruit, I'm not talking about grapes. If I, I'm a man who likes a pear. If I want to eat a pear or an apple, what I do is I just take the fruit whole, and then I go up to my office with a knife, and I sit there and I carve off slices. You're whittling. It makes me feel like a mountain man. You're whittling. Did you ever see Dennis the Menace? You know I did. My name is Justin McElroy and I know the best pair in my mouth. My name's Dave Tack, and I played a game this week. My name is Christopher Plant, and Russ Frushik is sitting right next to me. My name is Russ Frushik, and I know the best game of the week. This My is, neighbors are pissed. This is the besties, where we pit the best video games of the week and the best pairs of the week against each other in Mortal Kombat to see which pair or video game reigns supreme. Um, and then we pit them against each other, and they, when the winner tries to unseat our current reigning champion. Now, Russ Freshstick, what's our current reigning champion? Uh, okay, so we knocked Spelunky, we retired Spelunky, it's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And last week, we made, I have no idea, what did we make game of the year? It Sound doesn't shape. matter, because it's gonna Sound get... Sh- Sound shape. Oh, sound oh shapes. no, it was a good game. Good game, good yeah. game. Okay, oh, now, it does matter. Now this, uh, now this week we have three actual real-ass games yep. going up against each other. Um, so who knows how it'll shake out. None of I them do are want, dollar. I do want to mention just at the top of the show, uh, I finished the pair and have moved on to uh, Mueller's uh, Corner Yogurt. This is a yogurt... Uh, very popular already in Europe, where on most of it is yogurt, but then there's this uh, one corner of it has a topping. In mine, it's a uh, sort of like crunchy cocoa balls. Is it random and the you, topping? No, no, no. I mean, like you know the topping you're buying, and then it's you not can like fold a the egg. You fold the container, and you dump the topping into the yogurt. Now, so like I have a nice mm-hmm. blend here, and I can sort of blend at my leisure. You know, some people might not want to hear you scarf down food during a podcast. Huh, that's weird. All right, so Chris Plant, you don't get to talk this week, uh, even though you're the commissioner. You're out of the game. Who do you want to go first? And we got to be quick, so don't talk about whatever dumb thing you've been doing. You have been resigned to <laughs> the the corner, the bad, the bad boy seat. No oh, yeah? Pa- no more pairs. No pairs for you. Just a dunce cap. Uh, Dave, you're going first. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, well, this week I played and reviewed Papa and Popo and Yo, uh, which is a uh, game on the PlayStation Network. Um, it's super easy to describe um, to you know how to play the game. Uh, it's a little more complicated to talk about the backstory. Uh, we did a feature. Matt Leone did a feature on Polygon about the game a couple of months back about how uh, Minority Media, who's the the developer of the game, uh, headed by a guy named Vander, I'm going to say Caballero, and he uh, he basically wanted to make uh, sort of the story of his life. And the background of that is that when he was a kid, his father was an abusive alcoholic, and uh, 
Papo and Yo is is basically a uh, a metaphor for that. So you know, super fun premise, really really light material, uh, but it uh, uh, you know it it it's it's got the message right up front. The game starts with a uh, with basically uh, a message directly from him uh, saying that it's dedicated to his mother and sister who both survived the monster and his father. And it so says that at the beginning? That is the very, that is a splash, like Nintendo-style splash screen. So they're not the really beginning. hiding the whole context of what's going on. They wear Guys, it on their sleeve. Does the leaderboard appear before or after that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, both. It's, it's a constant leaderboard. Is there a trophy for like donating to uh, battered peoples? That's sad. <laughs> That's just sad. It's not even a joke. It's just sad. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's it. Well, it is kind of horrible, but not. In, <laughs> Thanks in, for bringing some much needed levity to the podcast, right. David Tag. Tell me about you're, the game. You're, you're welcome. It's horrible, but not quite in the way that they intended. Uh, it's it, it's uh, you take. The your character is a is a little kid named Kiko, and he uh, basically runs around a uh, three sort of a, a land of make believe uh, to escape his father in the real world. And what you what you really do uh, throughout the entire game is solve puzzles. Um, you move into an area. Uh, you, there's no obvious exit. Uh, you look around and find uh, things to touch and move and twist and pull and turn. And uh, by doing that, you move on to the next area and the next area and the next area. Uh, it's it's a neat mechanic at first, actually, because you're a kid and it's built around, you know, what a fantasy land would be like for kids. You have these little essentially chalk outlines of keys or ropes or pulleys or levers drawn into the side of buildings and walls. And, and you know, basically you're just looking around the area to find those things, turning the keys, figuring out what happens. Uh, and then progressing. Uh, you start off mostly alone. There's a little girl who's sort of mischievous and always one step ahead of you. At a certain point, you get a little robot friend who helps you fly a little. And then there's Monster, uh, with a capital M, who is the uh, metaphorical representation of uh, uh, Caballero's father. Uh, that's really... The, the problem with the game is that that's the whole game. Um, there's a big story to be told, but he chooses to tell it within a game, and the game he tells it in isn't super compelling. Um, I mean, it really is within the first, uh, generously half an hour, you've essentially seen everything there is to see. So that key and that rope and that pulley I told you about just get remixed in every little level. Um, the puzzles sort of blend into each other. Um, and, and there's really, there's very, <laughs> there's really very little to do, uh, for the three or four hours that, that, that you would spend playing the game, depending on how much trouble the puzzles give you. The last sort of act when, when the metaphor really congeals, uh, is pretty incredible. It's, it's, it's pitch perfect. Um, it, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it makes the, the whole experience worth it. Um, but it, 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 to its credit, uh, it really does pay off in the end. The problem is, like I said, you can't really divorce the gameplay from the story. And, uh, the, 
problem is that the story is pretty incredible. The gameplay is anything but. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties and uh, that concludes act one of this American life on act two <laughs> fatherhood when David Sedaris tells us a story about when his papa left him at the amusement park <laughs> uh, is that Dave, is that Dave Tack, it's, I it's, to know. it's a left handed compliment I think <laughs> it sounded like uh, you were talking about how the metaphor congeals isn't there not really a metaphor when they sort of say it in the splash screen? Like, it, everyone it, knows what's going on. It's, well, yeah, it's a, little, it's kinda, it's a it is, little on the nose. It's very video games that, like, we're going to make a metaphor, but don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are going to tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, from the very oh my beginning. God, and, you and, know what we need? We need a metaphor HUD. <laughs> you play through a game heavy on metaphor, and then when you when you pan over it, the actual word for what the symbolism is appears. <laughs> well, actually, uh, actually, that's more or less what the ending is about. Uh, is that uh, as on the nose as the rest of the game sort of is? Although, if you know the premise, you know what you're doing. But at the end, they they make it very clear in a very interesting way where they actually. Um, sort of have the guts to change that gameplay and to, and to sort of twist and turn Is it like everything buildings that turn before. into like bottles of whiskey? You're, you're, you're not far off. Oh my god. Oh, do Jesus. not applaud that. Come on, Dave. Dave, Dave, where do you balance on, and I don't, is there a review for this written yet? It is. Yeah, it should be up by the time everybody listens to this. Okay. What did you, what did you end up giving it score-wise? A five. If I'm this sort of person that like, I can... F- uh, I want to support projects like this, and I'm interested in, even if it may be a little ham-handed, <laughs> uh, metaphor in in games. Uh, is I mean, is it some is it insufferable to play through? I mean, is it is it an unpleasant experience, or is it just uninspired? No, it's it, the, the problem with it is that it's not compelling. the The problem is that it 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 plays its hand, like I said, within the first half an hour. Uh, and it's it's the ending that actually makes it worth it. But the problem, the real problem is, I don't know who I would recommend this game to. I, I wouldn't tell my friends. I wouldn't tell 
my coworkers to play it. Uh, I mean, just as a pure gameplay experience, it, it flatlines. But if you want, like like you said, to, to, to your question, if you want to support things like that, this, yeah, sure. It's not a it's not a bad game. It's just not. There's there's very little to recommend it, and that's unfortunate because it's clearly a labor of love. It's you know it's clear that this guy had uh, big plans. It's just half of them fell flat. Hmm. Well, unfortunate. Uh, but let's let's uh, let's move on to to yet another game. Uh, I want to hear what you- you're not the commissioner. I want to take. I'm taking, but like, no, you I know have, who gets to talk right now? I had that pair, no, and it's just you know, like it's no, filled you know, with you vitamins. You know who gets to talk right now? Here's who gets to talk. You do, Justin. Leaders. Me? Please okay. tell us about the next game. <laughs> All right, my game of the week is called Sleeping Dogs. Uh, brief history on Sleepy Dogs. Uh, it started life. He was as, having a wild day outside with the ball, and then yeah. he came inside. <laughs> and he was tuckered out. Uh, I was have it was uh, started life as a, a game called Black Lotus. Uh, it is it was bought by Activision, which decided, hey, this is kind of like that true crime game we used to make, but nobody actually liked very much. Let's call it True Crime Hong Kong. And then they're like, okay, so they made True Crime, and then they're like, ah, d- <laughs> we don't want to publish this, so. Uh, we'll sell it to somebody. Square Enix is like, that's cool, but we don't want to call it true crime. And Activision's like, yeah, we're just joking about that anyway. It doesn't really, it's not really very connected to that franchise at all. So they called it Sleepy Dogs. What is Sleepy Dogs? It's a, it's an open world, uh, action game, much in the style of Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row or what have you. Uh, it, you play an undercover cop named Wei Shen, whose sister, uh, fell into some bad business, with the triad gangs there in Hong Kong, uh, she she uh, died as a result of a drug overdose, and Wei Shen decides to take it take take it out on the triads by going undercover, pretending to be one of them, and busting up their operation. Uh, and and that is the that is the story. Why the interesting thing, the most interesting thing I would say about Sleepy Dogs is um, the. F- Hand-to-hand combat uh, is obviously it, it is inspired by uh, a bunch of different martial arts films, and and it is based on uh, different martial arts moves and styles, and it's great. It's really fun. There, uh, it's similar to the free flow combat system from uh, Batman, even though they they uh, assure uh, the, the you know they say that their game was in development long before that. Um, there is certainly some inspiration there. I think you could say fairly safely um and for the first four to five hours of the game you don't get a gun um it's just like all these different you've got uh, a move set that steadily builds each situation calls for different moves at different times um they're in there in every fight scene there are environmental hazards you know you get a guy close enough to the the uh circular saw and you can shove his head down onto it or uh you know even something as simple as throwing a guy through a plate glass window or into an aquarium or whatever um but but it really it the the situation has to be the right environment so it really does require um if not strategy at least situational awareness for what moves to use when some enemies aren't susceptible to certain moves but then about five to six hours in they introduce uh guns and 
it's it just f- starts to feel really uninspired. Um, to the point where I think they probably knew it because you don't typically keep a gun after a, a, a scene in which you have a gun. And when you do have a gun, the entire environment is built. Like, you'll know that a gunfight is coming up because you'll start to know that somebody has laid a bunch, strewed a bunch of crates around and just not been very tidy with their crates. Um, so in, in that... Once it gets to that point, it, it it's a little less uh, enjoyable because it starts to feel like most games. Uh, one interesting thing they do with the gunplay is similar to Max Payne 3, um, you can trigger a slow motion effect by, in this game, it's jumping over cover. So if you jump over cover and then target something, um, you you will slow down time and be able to take off, uh, get off a couple of shots before the enemies can react, which is a cool risk-reward idea um, because, you know, you have to leap out of your cover to get this off, but if you do it right, you know, you can bring down three guys before time speeds back up. Um, the driving is is pretty good. It's made by the United Front Games, which made Modern Nation Racers, so they, you know, they know how to at least put a, a, a driving mechanic together, and it's very, the inspiration is evident there. It's very loose and fun and forgiving. Um, it's just, overall, the whole package doesn't really congeal um you don't narrative. get a gun like because it's an open world game right so like you can't like find a gun in an alleyway like in a gta game um you you can't no 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 you'll never find a gun in an alley the is, only there's no stores where you buy guns the only time that you will find a gun is in a mission or uh you the very last ability you can unlock on the on the skill tree is the ability to find guns in the trunks of police cars. So so that's those, the only way you can get a gun not in a mission. Right, exactly. Now, I, sometimes I after a, a mission, you can hold I, I on. I see a small problem I, I just want to ask you about. Okay. You are a policeman. Oh, good, Chris Plant. You have stumbled onto the number one thing that is makes sleeping dogs bizarre. Everything else seems very normal to me. Yes. But the, you can't open car trunks? Do you have hands? Yes. What do you They're mean? They're locked. They're locked. What do you mean you can't open car trunks? Right. If you're a policeman, you don't have yeah. like people a, keep a guns skeleton key in for like every cop a police car. car. Right. Why don't you just open the trunk? Because then yeah. you they'll know you're a cop. Right. Because co- cops open trunks. I'm it's, a cop. You're a cop. Oh, like the, they don't let cops have keys. No, they're un, you're undercover. You can't yeah. just go open up. People would cop- know that you're a cop if you're yeah. opening fucking cop cars. Right. What about at the end? Are you not undercover anymore? Ah, it's just too. It's gone so far. You're so deep in the gangs that no one cares. No one. They're, they're like, wow, that guy's a real badass. Look at yeah. him. <laughs> Look at him go. Keys and pop open he, that trunk. I seriously. The that's where like the narrative. What uh, I think uh. Cliff Clint Hawking calls it a ludo narrative dissonance. Um, this idea of like <laughs> you are playing a cop, and this is the that that is the story is that you are a cop, but then you check the statistics and see that you have uh, killed 150 people from behind cover, and that's just that's the only stat it tracks as far as kills go. So like that doesn't even count the people <laughs> I've killed when I have it hid behind something. I am like the I don't know how bad these gangs are, but there's this guy who's killed 150 people, and most of them are gang members, but a few weren't. It's the Nathaniel Drake <laughs> effect. 
It's like, yeah, hey, guys, it, I'm, I just want to, like, you know, have a good time after I snap 800 men's Except neck. he is a legal police officer charged with specifically with not murdering people. But he's, and but you he's can an kill. undercover, so he has to keep his secret. He is so far <laughs> undercover that you can't find him. He's like a little kitten hiding underneath blankets. That's how far undercover he is. How it's good like, would that season of The Wire be? Where it's like... I have to get out. I've killed a hundred and eighty-two people. I'm literally the worst criminal ever. I'm the worst criminal. The, the, the I, I, so yeah. And there's other weirdness, like as far as narrative goes, and it feels like someone came in and said, "Okay, we bought this game. Finish it as quickly as you can, or else we're not going to turn a profit on this." So like, there's weird stuff. Like, uh, there are girlfriends in the game. Okay. So you can call your girlfriend and go on a date. Um, some some problems with that. Once it only it, it, one problem is it only happens once. You can only go on one date. You call a girl. You seduce her. You go on a mission where you uh, do something for her. Maybe you beat somebody up or take some pictures of her or run across rooftops with her. And after that, you have sex with her. And then it unlocks something new on your mini map. And then you never, ever, ever contact her again, ever. Because you know the danger that you've put her in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said you want some non-dissonance happening. Yeah, they're right. Being, he can't get true. too close. He could just get close enough to you know, in, and then he has to leave. This they're, this sounds like something that is like happening in video games. Maybe, maybe it was happening a long time ago, but it feels more recent. Where this brutal legend, I am alive, like. Games that had kind of crazy or big ideas, uh, and then they got to a point in the development cycle where whoever was in charge of it or responsible for the money was like, yeah, this is a good idea, um, but it's never going to work. Like, and we need to stop putting money on it. And then somebody somewhere else, either like a different developer or a different publisher, is like, yeah, hey, maybe let's give it a try. And it gets shuffled around until it gets released. And just, like, bits and pieces of whatever that original thing was is there. You know, it's... I Am Alive was, like, the worst example of that, where it's, like, literally everything you do in the game was the first part of something that was obviously much bigger. But it's kind of a bummer to hear about it with this game, because it seemed like Square Enix was going to put a lot more money. Oh, I'm sure they did put a lot of money into it. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You know what is nice, though, is it makes me want to go to Hong Kong... Because apparently the triads are just fighting with karate in the streets. And that would be really cool to see. I didn't tell you the weirdest thing about this this girlfriend problem, though. Uh, There are four girlfriends in the game. One is played by Lucy Liu. And the other is played by Emma Stone. So, like, I don't know if this is a money issue or not. Because that's bizarre. But those are, you know what those are? Those are, like, bandages. They're, like, you can buy buy it and it looks good. And actually developing the girlfriends would have cost a lot more money. Yeah, it's just for... Or, or more time. Maybe it, not more money, but definitely It's just for the bullet time. point. They wanted, hey, and we've got Hollywood talent, Lucy Liu and Emma Stone. You know, it's, it's the Bethesda solution. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I mean they, 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 they do it with good games, right. too, but they definitely do it with bad games. Where they're like, we could yeah, they get a put a lot more money on, uh, what was that? Oh, Christ. Super Death Soldier. Oh, Rogue Warrior? Rogue Warrior. Like, yeah, we, we could put some money into that. Or we could hire Michael Chiklis. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Whoever but, the hell it was. Uh, Rourke. Oh, yeah, M- Mickey Rourke. Mickey did a rap Rourke. song at the end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so, that sounds lovely, Justin. So, um, 
Well, so it's weird. anyway, it's it, as far as like my my adjudication, um, it's very it's very inoffensive. Uh, the fighting is actually genuinely really good. The driving is genuinely really good, and the and the shooting isn't bad. It's just it, it's just the whole thing feels like oh gosh, you guys got really close to doing something really interesting by like having a like the story of I said this in the review the story of the guy who had to pretend to be a gangster while not killing people is like an interesting video game idea. The story of a cop who somehow forgets he's a cop long enough to become the most prolific murderer in the history of mankind, that, like that's not, that's a video game. It's not a, yeah. it's not, you're not telling a story really anymore. I mean, you can't even pretend that you're telling yeah. a story. And like, I mean, that's, it's, oh, go ahead. They're constantly making the least interesting choice. I, my, my dream open world game is Rockstar making a Grand Theft Auto with a female cop. Like, that, to me, is everything I would want. Why? Because it's like, I, I mean, either they take the exploitation way, where she's, like, been, like, she's in the L.A. department, and she's, like, picked on or abused yeah. by that, and then she kind of is against them, but also against the criminals. Like, I would love something like that. The fact of the matter is you can't make an open-world cop game where you don't kill people. I don't think that would work. It's a different like, game. Well, Unless think, it's, like, I L.A. Think it would noir, work if it was, like, if it was, two, if it was a two-hour mission, like, in... Like if it was an expansion pack to yeah, Grand Theft Auto. That'd be great. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, and pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. 
and they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. But before we talk about this endlessly, uh, I'm going to talk about some quick thing uh, for our quick halftime, and then we'll get on to Russ's. Okay. Okay. But to make our halftime really quick, we we are not covering iOS games uh, this week. People, I'm sure there are some people who are thrilled. Uh, there are some people who do listen to this show because they like iOS games. And I'm just going to list off a few of these that we recommend because this week was a banner week for iOS. It was a iPhone. good week for iOS. Uh, Flip's Escape, which is a sequel to The Last Rocket. Jack Lumber, which is a new game by the people who made Smuggled Truck. Uh, and they got it published by Sega. And it's this weird lumberjack twist on Fruit Ninja. And it's very good. Uh, Horn, which is Zynga's attempt at actually spending money on a game, I believe. Wait, uh, is that the Phosphor Games joint? I believe so. Yeah, That's the one that yeah. looks like a, From Dark like a Zelda-y adventure type. It's the Dark Meadow guys. Yeah, and Mad Skills BMX, uh, which is by the people who did Mad Skills Motocross, which is a really, a really, really good uh, motorbike, uh, kind of old-school excite bike type of game. Yep. And this is the follow-up. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Oh, Random Heroes, which is by the people who did League of Evil. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. So if you do uh, care about iPhone games, make sure to check out the store today because there's a lot of good stuff. Yep. Um, but Can I just say that Zynga yeah. publishing an, uh, an iPhone game uh, that costs... the Free-to-play Zynga publishing an iPhone game that costs $7 is pre- they got some pretty big nuggets. <laughs> it's ironic. Yeah. Um they swooped in and, and basically bought Oh, that it's game. Infinity Blade. Oh my god. Is that? This is this is really weird. There's like There's this There's like some shadow Whoa. on like the window. Oh my. There's is that a giraffe? Hey, what's going on in here? Were you guys recording a podcast or something? There's like a hip hop giraffe that is just it's broken me, into New my York house. giraffe. How's it going, guys? What? Oh, oh, New Why York is giraffe. New York giraffe? Hey, what are you guys doing over here? We got a mic and stuff. <laughs> New York giraffe, we asked you to not come on the program anymore. We've told you your presence is not welcome. Here. No, I make things better, right? All right, <laughs> go on. How's it going, guys? <laughs> is this the bit? Is it just New York Giraffe introducing himself over and over again? So, uh, so here's the thing. I, I'm trying uh, to say yes and here, but it's very difficult. I know uh, you you guys uh, usually play some games. I played a game this week, and I thought instead of uh, that jerk Russ doing a game, I could do a game. Okay, New York Giraffe. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I guess. You ready, Chris? Uh-huh. Okay, I played this game just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about me? I don't care about you. Who Ugh. are you? I don't even know you. Are you Griffin? <laughs> no, I'm Dave Tack. The one okay, with the voice. Who is this Dave Tack guy? What is this? It's, it's me. So I played I'm, this I game. Polygon. I played this game, Dust, The Elysian Pale. Have you guys heard of this game? <sighs> no? Yeah. yeah, I heard about it. Okay, oh man. Let me tell you. So this game, 
you are like you're like a, a squirrel or something and he's got a hat and he goes around exploring the world slashing up other squirrels and trees and such and it's like you ever play that game uh Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh-huh yeah um, oh my yeah. god it's like that game but completely different no the the interesting thing here is when I let New York Giraffe into my house, I assumed the reason he would show up would be because he very specifically was pertinent to whatever game he was going to, uh, to, to bring. Yeah, it's me, it, New York Giraffe. I just played this game this week. What it, do you want? It seems like really anyone could have made this very bland description of the game that was played this Actually, week. Actually, as it happens, there's a certain element of this game that appeals to me greatly. Okay. Let me just say, the ladies in this game... Ah, smoking. Oh, good. Oh, boy. Let me ask you something. Chris. Uh-huh? You like rabbit girls? No. Oh, my God. I love rabbit girls. <laughs> uh-huh. We got some busty rabbit girls in Dust the Elysian Tale that will make you go home and cry to your mama. They are so sexy. This is really, really interesting because I kind of figured New York Rabbit would show up to talk about <laughs> rabbit girls, but... but no, Surprise it's me. to me, New York giraffe. I don't judge. I'm, I'm a lo- It's not just rabbits for me. I like cowgirls. <laughs> I like horse girls. You name it. Zebra why girls. You, why cowgirls and horse girls, which are just derogatory names for <laughs> girl girls? I've never heard horse girls before. Like, you, uh, she has a horse face. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. There's some sexy ladies in this game. Of course, they have fur, but that's what I prefer. See what I did? <laughs> yeah, I see what you did. So, is anyone else distracted by uh, New York Giraffe's neck? Is the most chokeable character Russ has ever created. <laughs> we could literally all choke New York Giraffe simultaneously, and there would still be room for kids to swing play. around on his neck. Do not mess with New York Giraffe or his neck. That's where he gets it on. I'm a little worried because New York Giraffe, his head is peeking in through my upstairs window. And it seems like that window could just precariously shut at any moment. It will not. I insist. <laughs> I um, Is the game fun? Oh, like, man. Is this giraffe? game fun? So you can explore wherever you want. You got free range. You're getting like double jumps and slide moves to explore further. But more importantly... They're sexy rabbit girls. Oh, good. Also, no, that's pretty much it. There's sexy rabbit girls. Oh, that uh, did it for me. Hey, hey, Russ. Oh, no, no, Russ. Don't don't slam the door. That'll... No, Russ, you slammed the door and it dropped the window on New York Giraffe's No, I'm, stu- I'm still fine. <laughs> oh, God, is he okay? Yeah, I'm fine. No, say he's I'm okay. Fine. No, I don't think he's okay. I'm good. I think he's hurt. Don't you guys have any questions about this game apart from the sexy rabbit girls? Right, is he outside the window now? Is that what's going on? Like, shouldn't he be more muffled? No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Improv. I I can't let this go on anymore. So uh, plant plant. You are actually the only person with the power to stop this. So uh, I'm 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 ready to vote. <laughs> I think your giraffe is slowly uh, <laughs> drowned in his own spittle. <laughs> Let me just say, sexy rabbit girl. Are you melting? <laughs> yeah, he just melted in the pool of boredom on my carpet. <laughs> 
so here's what I'm thinking. The, the bummer here is Just Elysian Tale is actually probably the best game. And it yet, is. yet again, you have brought the, the best game technically, but described it as a piece of shit. I didn't right. describe it. It was New York Giraffe describing it. Um, I, it. I played that game too, and I, I found I, it great. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear about Papo and Yo. Uh, I was looking forward to it, but I, I it certainly was not pitched uh, as a winner. And maybe that was a service to me. Now I, now I know. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. It's good to hear that, because I'm not going to say everybody... But I will say there is a tendency sometimes uh, to reward uh, the the trying and not the actual accomplishing. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, uh, the gold star effect. <laughs> Heavy rain. <laughs> so yeah, anything Dave Cage. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Papa and Yo's out. I think that's okay. Yeah, it's down to sleepy dogs and dust. So uh, I'm gonna uh, let me because I don't think New York Giraffe. Quite explain. What a surprise! One of the uh, dust did not describe a game very well. It's not my fault. He's a giraffe. He has certain needs, and they're met by busty rabbit girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the uh, I would say that uh, Dust the Losing Tale for people that like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and I think there are many of them. For people that like Metroid, for people that liked um, Shadow Complex, uh, it is you know on the level of those games. And even at times, one-ups those games by having an actual combat engine, which th- those games definitely do not have. Um, I will say, while New York Giraffe prefers uh, certain uh, visual designs, I found the like furry character design pretty distracting and lame. Um, what are you talking about? They were awesome! Sorry, New York Giraffe. Wow, that, that pile of vial just started speaking and gurgling. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it, um, that would be the one, uh, drawback from it, but otherwise it's, it's great. Uh, and, um, I really have very little, uh, uh, complaints with it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take for this, uh, Uh because I'm not giving it to the underdog. I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually say, I I think, oh, it's, it's dust. Why? Because it's like a small indie game that has been in development for a while, it was I, made by one guy, so yeah. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give it to uh, Sleepy Dogs. To Sleepy Dogs. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm a sucker for seven point You know, like seven out of tens. So is I, Justin. I I love yeah. Justin and me are on the same page. We're the Metro 2033 fans. I love games that you know they may not be perfect, but there's like <laughs> they, they, they stumbled across the finish line. Yeah. The unfortunate <laughs> thing about Justin's game is that he mentioned one feature that he liked, which was the hand to hand combat. And nothing else. I will also say this. that's the majority of the game. Though, I'm just, but I'm, I'm just actually really excited to play it because I also said the driving is is. Oh yeah, you're yeah. good. And also the performances and writing are good. Also, do you know you can play as Just Cause 2's hero in the game? There's a Just Cause 2 costume if yeah. you have a Just Cause 2 save file. And we know that my bias always swings in favor of Just Cause 2 in any capacity. So well, as it should, uh, as it definitely should. Um, so yeah, so Sleepy Dogs wins. Uh, is Sleepy Dogs a music creation platform hybrid of the future that justifies you owning the PlayStation Vita? Uh, no, and no, it's not. Um, so I don't think I don't think it beats Sound Shapes. I think Sound Shapes is uh, it's it's Hall of Fame. 
Oh no, it's not Hall of Fame. It's no, cr- it's it, our yeah, current it's, bestie. It's remaining, but it but it has Hall of Fame potential. I uh, yeah. So Chris made a unilateral decision, but I think we could probably all agree that Sleepy Dogs does not beat uh, Sound Shapes. Correct. I'll buy it. Justin, that seems fair to me. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so is everybody still alive? Because this is the least energetic end of the podcast ever. We I just, just it, we made it past it's New weird, Draft. you know. Like, I, I think the the hardest thing to get excited about uh, is a game where there is promise that has been squandered. You know, it's like there's nothing more deflating than like getting excited about a fresh idea. Like, oh, what if it's an open world game that only that doesn't have murder Guns. in it, or you know, what if it's uh, you know, this metaphorical take on uh, a, a pretty well-worn story at this point in, in, in other media. Um, and to see that sort of, I don't know. You know the cool Why thing, are we rewarding is... this game? What? All, all Justin can talk about is how disappointed he is. Why are we rewarding this game I'm when the only complaint I had was that there were furries in it? I really don't like furries. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Truth comes out. Well... I... Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fine with that. I it, it didn't win bestie, bestie, so it's fine. The guy that made this game, the one sole guy that worked on this game for seven years, is sitting in his house weeping. Listening you know, I, to this I'm, podcast. I'm going to play that game this weekend. And probably, Unfortunately, it was not justified to me in a very good way by either you or New York Giraffe. But I'm going to play it this weekend. If I if it is great, I'm happy to come back next week and say how wrong you were and say how wrong I was. That means he'll get two weeks worth of, you know... And oh, you know who will come back and get his comeuppance? Not New York Draft, because I'm going to put up an electric fence. <laughs> that <laughs> won't stop him. around tr- tranquilizer guns. He's going to be back. Um, so, yeah, so I, th- I, think that's, I think that's a wrap. We can call it right here, right now. Do it. I'm going to go buy a Metro card. <laughs> I hate you. There's no way you could ride the subway. It doesn't make sense. It's really difficult. It doesn't, no, it's impossible. Get I'm out yoga. of here, giraffe. Stupid giraffe. So, I guess that's going to do it for us this week of the besties. Sleepy Dogs is the best game of the week, but it is not better than Sound Shapes. I think we can all agree on that. Um, But that's going to do it for us. Make sure to join us again next Friday for the besties when we'll pit all the newest, latest, hottest games against each other. Does anybody have any idea what they'll be bringing next week? What's like the next uh, thing they're they're I moving think on to? Someone needs to bring Darksiders. Darksiders too, so we should play that. Yeah. What else? Comes um, out next week? And and many other games. Oh, All that and more. Until two? then, you can follow our writing, theverge.com forward slash polygon. We're in the middle of Gamescom, so there's lots of news coming and previews and videos and features and all that good stuff. So go check it totally out. Follow us at Polygon on Twitter or Facebook slash Polygon, YouTube slash Polygon. You name it, Grinder slash Polygon. We're we're all over it. Uh, and thank you for listening and make sure to join us again next Friday for the besties because you're the world's best friend pick the world's best games <laughs>